We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. A University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer destroys all of the female records. Kara Dansky, a feminist, comes out swinging against the Biden administration's LGBTQ lunacy. And Shirley Mullen, the president of a Christian college, Houghton College, has a conversation about LGBTQIA Christians on her campus. These stories and more on today's rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. I feel like we've dealt with this subject way too much, but it just won't go away. And even though we've talked about it before, and many of you listening, if you've attended to what I've said, could probably give this lecture yourself. And that's good, because let's go back to one of the principles of good education, good communication. Repetition, repetition, repetition. The key to success in learning is to repeat, repeat, repeat. The key to successful communication is to repeat, repeat, repeat. I've told you the story about the retired college president. I believe it was from Earlham College in Indiana. Was once asked, what is the secret to success of good leadership? And he said, repetition, repetition, repetition. That was his answer. So today is a bit of a repeat. I'll admit that. But this story won't go away, even though the response is going to be similar to the story. The stories themselves are relatively new. In fact, they're only a week old. You have this University of Pennsylvania swimmer, a male, a man, who claims to be a female, is swimming in the female competition, the women's sports, and destroying all of the records, destroying the competition. Does this make any sense to you? Do you think this is fair? Do you think this is pro-woman? If you're a feminist, how do you feel about this? These are important questions. Well, we have one feminist who has come forward this week on Tucker Carlson's program, Kara Dansky. She is the author of The Abolition of Sex, a book that's been very popular. She's a Democrat. She is no conservative, but she's coming out swinging against the Biden administration's destruction, utter destruction of Title IX and degradation of women's rights. And then the third story I want to cover today is near and dear to my heart. Well, near, I suppose, but not so dear. This is a former colleague of mine, one of uh, the college presidents of the Wesleyan Education Council, the WEC. Her name is Dr. Shirley Mullen. 
She has served as the president of Houghton College, which is in upstate New York. Houghton College fancies itself as the intellectual flagship of the Wesleyan denomination. Houghton has been a very strong voice for Christian education for over a hundred years. This story I'm going to share with you with regard to Dr. Mullen is her conversation, her words, her conversation during the homecoming at Houghton College with a variety of people. One who advocates for essentially critical race theory, BLM. Maybe not in those words, but using the vocabulary of that movement, those movements, talking about too much white space at Houghton College, distinguishing members of the body of Christ by the color of their skin rather than the content of their character. Essentially, the hand saying to the eye, I have no need of thee. Dividing rather than uniting the body of Christ. Ignoring the passages of scripture that say that when we are in Christ, that we are neither Jew nor Greek, barbarian nor Scythian. In other words, we don't pay attention to racial distinctions when you're part of the body of Christ because it doesn't matter. The church is literally colorblind, racially blind, should be. At least that's what the Bible says, right? Vodibachum is spot on when he says there's only one race in the Bible, the human race. I've covered this before. But Dr. Mullen entertains this idea of division rather than unity, of color fixation rather than color blindness, of combating racism by being racist, I guess. And then another panelist in the same conversation with Dr. Mullen at Houghton College fancies herself as a queer Christian. And Dr. Mullen refers to the LGBTQ students at Houghton College. She falls into the trap of identifying people by their libido rather than their Lord, which is the antithesis of what the Bible tells us to do. These are today's stories. I guess I'm going to lay over the top of all of these stories. I told you so. I told you so. I've been blowing this whistle for decades. For decades. I guess the encouraging part is you have Democrats, people that have leaned progressive, left of center, such as Kara Dansky. You have others like Tucker Carlson, who is in the mainstream media, if you will, who's paying attention to the problem now. And you have a lot of people across the country that are waking up and realizing that this this is nothing but misogyny. It's the degradation of women. It's the pornographication of children. It's stealing a woman's body and identity and claiming it for your own. And it is also stealing the innocence of the youngest among us by sexualizing them through this LGBTQIA rainbow curriculum in our schools. All of this stuff, all of this lunacy that we're experiencing right now in these three stories was inevitable. 
Because when you dumb down the definition of what it means to be a human being to nothing but the sum total of your desires, if your identity is nothing but the sum total of your inclinations, if your personhood is nothing but the total of your passions, if you're going to define yourself by your gut, your belly, by your hungers and your drives, then we're lost because you just dumb down the definition of a human being to nothing but the animal. And as I've said a hundred times, you've taken the Imago Dei, the image of God, and you've essentially redefined it as the Imago Dog, the image of the animal. That's what all these stories are about. If we don't correct course immediately, there's going to be blood in the streets. Let's take a break. Acknowledge our sponsors. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. So the stories for the day. Let's go through them real quick. University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer continues to dominate the season with more record-breaking wins. Now, I want you to listen to the language. I'm going to read directly from the New York Post. Kenneth Garger is the author of this particular column, this story. A 22-year-old transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania continued her dominant performance this season, season, setting numerous pool, meet, and program records at a three-day event in Ohio last weekend. Stop, full stop, right there. The first sentence is a lie. And Geiger, or excuse me, Garger, the author of this column, of this article, I don't know if he even gets it. Uh, he's bought the lie. So whatever point he's trying to make in this report, I don't know whether he is suggesting that this is unfair for this man to be swimming against women. I don't know what the point is. But I do know this. In the first sentence, he's bought the lie. A 22-year-old transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania continued her dominant performance. No, that's a lie. This is not a her. This is a him. Pronouns make a difference. You use masculine pronouns to refer to males. You use feminine pronouns to refer to females. Her is not a masculine pronoun. When you say somebody is a her, you're referring to a female. This person who calls himself Leah Thomas is not a female. This is a male. That is a fact. The chromosomes are male. The DNA is male. The physiology is male. And he can dress himself up like a pig with lipstick all day long, but that doesn't make any difference. Putting lipstick on the pig doesn't make the pig not a pig. You can call yourself something and when till the cows come home, and that doesn't make it so if it's a lie. And he's calling himself a female. He's not. This is delusional. I go on with the story. Leah Thomas, this guy's current name, blew away her competition. Again, I'm reading from the article. Again, another lie using the wrong pronoun. This is not a her. This is a him. Friday night in the 500-yard freestyle preliminaries and finals at the Zippy Invitational at the University of Akron, according to results posted by the school. If you go on and read this article, 
This guy is blowing away the competition by 38 seconds. The second place finisher was 38 seconds behind him in the 1,650-yard freestyle. 38 seconds. That's In swimming, that is an eternity. That's an eternity. And then the closing sentence here is a quote from Mr. Thomas. Swimming is a huge part of my life and who I am. I've been a swimmer since I was five years old. Being trans has not affected my ability to do this sport, and being able to continue is very rewarding. Well, being trans hasn't really affected your ability because you still have a physiological advantage over and above real women. So you're right. I don't know if you realize it. You stumbled across probably the only accurate thing in this entire article, and that is being trans doesn't change your ability. Because your ability as a man gives you an advantage over women. That's why we have two different divisions in sports. Again, I'm going to say it. This is not a her. This is a him. And real women should be outraged. They're being mocked. They're being blackfaced. Men are dressing up in exaggerated makeup, exaggerated costume. They're black-facing women. And the Democrats and the White House, the Biden administration, and all of these leftists are celebrating it. Real women should be outraged. Title IX is now a joke. Women's rights are dead. We've killed real women. Women's rights are dead. There is no such thing as women's rights if there is no such thing as an objective, factual, biological woman. I warned of this. I said it was coming. And in the meantime, Tucker Carlson has on Kara Dansky. Now, she's a Democrat feminist. And she comes out swinging. She slams the Biden administration for conflating sex and gender. We're st- this is her quote. We're seeing total invasion of women's spaces. This is Kara Dansky. She's the author of The Abolition of Sex. And she says the phrase gender identity does not have any meaning. She said that on the Tucker Carlson show. She says that the Biden administration and their executive order to conflate sex and gender identity has destroyed girls' athletics. She says this. She says, I'm a registered Democrat, and I've made common cause with many Republicans who are fighting back against the so-called gender identity ideology. More from her. She said, I, I, I really want this. She said this on Tucker Carlson's show. I really want everyone to understand. I really want everyone to understand. 
is that the words like gender identity don't have any meaning. They really don't. I mean, they're defined variously, inconsistently, and vaguely in ways that don't make any sense. Every single human being is either male or female, a male person or a female person. Everything else is a lie. Good for her. Spot on. Thank you for saying it. Thank you for saying it. Through the rest of the interview, she berates the Biden administration for throwing women under the bus. She says this, we're seeing the total invasion of women's spaces, prisons, bathrooms, locker rooms, changing rooms, and sports by men on the basis of their so-called female gender identity. States across the country are allowing convicted male rapists and murderers to be housed in women's prisons on the basis of their so-called gender identity. I warned of this. When I was the president at Oklahoma Wesleyan University, I've told you the story. It was at the time of the bathroom battles. The bathroom bill in North Carolina was national news. Major corporations threatened to take their businesses, their headquarters, out of North Carolina. The NCAA pulled its track meet out of North Carolina because of the bathroom bill. The legislature of North Carolina had passed a bill that would essentially guarantee women to have their own bathrooms, that men could not intrude into their own bathrooms. How outrageous is that? But the leftists said, no, no, anybody who wants to pretend to be a woman should be able to use that bathroom. We don't care how real women feel about that. And the NCAA stumbled over itself to be woke and righteous and withdrew its national track meet out of North Carolina. And the NAIA, the National Intercollegiate Athletic Association, it pulled its tournament out of North Carolina too because it wanted to be cool it wanted to be woke and righteous, just like the NCAA, its big brother. Well, being a member of the NAIA, as president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, I said, I'm not sending my athletes to participate in an NAIA tournament, because if that organization is not going to honor the dignity of my female athletes by guaranteeing that they at least have their own facilities, their own locker rooms and their own showers and their own bathrooms, then I won't send my team. And I said at the time, women's sports is dead. Title IX is a joke. Women have no rights if women aren't real. I said that at the time, and almost nobody listened. And the few that did on the left laughed and mocked me for saying that. Oh, that's, that's an exaggeration. Women's sports aren't going to be dead just because we allow a transgender man to use, excuse me, a transgender woman to use the bathroom of his identity. You're exaggerating, Piper. Well, really? It's a handful of years later, and here we are. Women are losing their sports. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as an objective, factual female any longer. You've got men destroying weightlifting records. 
destroying swimming records, destroying girls in state track meets, stealing what Title IX was supposed to guarantee that these girls and these women had the right to enjoy. This is nonsense. It literally makes no sense. I've said it a thousand times. It is misogyny. It's the degradation and the demeaning of women to the point where you're actually telling them they don't even exist any longer. They, they have no right to privacy. They have no right to their scholarships. They have no right to their sports. They have no right to their bathroom. They have no right to their locker room, their shower. They have no rights at all because you can't have rights if you don't exist. Title IX is a joke. Women's sports are now dead. And then in the meantime, and I've got a few minutes left in the show, you have Dr. Shirley Mullen, the president of a Christian college in upstate New York, a flagship Christian university, Houghton College, who comes out and does a 58-minute conversation online. You can go look at Go to my Facebook page. I've posted it there. You can look at the video. You can watch it. It's on YouTube. It's a conversation for homecoming at Houghton College. And Dr. Mullen is welcoming a queer Christian a queer alumnus, to engage in a conversation about LGBTQIA students at Houghton. Her language, not mine. You watch this thing and it's just painful. It's absolutely painful to watch this. Why? Why do I say that? Well, where does the Bible ever tell us to have a conversation about sin. Where? Where does it say to have a conversation about sodomy? I don't see anything in the Bible where this issue, this behavior, is brought up where God has a conversation with Sodom and Gomorrah about it, or he has a conversation with anybody else about it. There's only one thing that we should do with regard to this type of sin in our culture or in our own personal lives. And that's confess it, not demand a conversation over it or enable a conversation about it. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever tell us to have a conversation about sodomy. And where does scripture ever tell us to hyphenate our Christianity by our sin? LGBTQIA Christians, really? Lesbian Christians, gay Christians, trans Christians, queer tri Christians? When are we going to start hyphenating our Christianity by adulterous Christians, greedy Christians, lecherous Christians, gluttonous Christians, vile Christians? No. There's nothing in the Bible that says we're supposed to hyphenate our Christianity by our sins. Again, you repent of your sin. You don't celebrate it and make it part of your identity. 
When you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old is past. Behold, the new has come. You're transformed. You're not transgendered. You're born again. You're not born that way. How in the world can we be missing this within the body of Christ? How is it biblical to define yourself by your libido rather than your Lord? Your identity is in Christ. It's not in your your crassness, in your libido. Again, in your proclivities, your inclinations, your passions, your hunger. That's not what defines you. Your identity is in Jesus. The church... When did the church ever decide that it was godly to judge people by the color of their skin rather than the content of their character? Aside from the LGBTQIA conversation that Dr. Mullen is having, why is she having a conversation with somebody who's proudly saying there's too much white space on this campus? Well, is there too much Asian space? Is there too much native space? Is there too much Cuban space? How about too much Mexican space? How about, how about, is there too much male space? Is there too much female space? Is there too much cisgender space? Is there too much black space? All of these questions are, are, are crazy if you're a Christian. If you're a born-again believer, you understand that dividing people that way is not what the Bible calls for us to do. You are neither Jew nor Greek, barbarian nor Scythian. You are one in the body of Christ. Too much white space? Taking his script directly from BLM and critical race theory. This is just unbiblical. It's unbiblical in every way. Dr. Mullen's response enables, it enables selfishness, it enables vice, it enables covetousness. It, 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 it elevates all of these things that she's enabling to somehow the status of virtues rather than vices. It's shameful and it's sad. And like I said, it's unbiblical. The Bible does not tell us to behave this way. This is not the gospel. This is not the evangel. This is not the good news of Christ. This is not dying to self. This is the elevation of self. This is selfishness to the max. It's covetousness because you're teaching people, you're enabling people to look outward and say, they've got something, I want it. They need to give me theirs. Give me their money. Give me their power. Give me their space. This is wrong. The only way to combat this stuff, people, is to call it what it is. In times of universal deceit, and this is deception to the max, truth is the only rebellion that we've got left. It's the only thing that will save us from ourselves. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.